Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. You can check out my blogs on the uh, Chorus Radio Station you're listening to. Just go to the Roy Green Show page. On the chorus station you listen to, and you'll see what I uh, what I write on the blogs. I blog today about this program, and we began with the Conservative Party leadership, which comes down to today. It's been going on for some time, and the candidates have been pretty tough on each other. After today, it's going to have to be unity for the party. But the question is, who is going to lead the party? And uh, the conventional wisdom, if we call it that, is that uh, Maxime Bernier is in the lead, but there are other candidates who would say, wait a minute, I'm still in this, and uh, the votes have not been counted, and it's not over. Andrew Scheer is a member of parliament and uh, the youngest speaker in uh, in Canada's parliamentary history. He's been on the show through uh, throughout the race. We've talked to Mr. Scheer on a number of occasions. He joins us now. Andrew, thank you for the time. Uh, I spoke with David Aiken, the chief political correspondent for Global News, about a half an hour ago. And he told me he'd just seen you vote, and we were speculating who you'd voted for. <laughs> well, it's not going to be uh, too much of a shocker. I did vote for myself, uh, as I normally, I should say, as I always do in, in elections that I run. <laughs> so give us a sense, please, of what you think is going to happen throughout the rest of the day, how the, how the ballots may unfold, and, and how you see yourself potentially winning the, uh, the leadership of the Conservative Party. What has to fall in, come into place for you? Sure. Well, you know, even even now, we still have teams out uh, doing some last-minute get-out-the-vote in areas where there are polling locations. So we've got a team on the ground in Toronto and Edmonton, uh, across the country. Uh, and then at, when the when the polls close, it, we're looking for a few things. The first is, uh, you know, where I am on the first ballot. If, if there's uh, a, a big gap between Maxime Bernier and myself, if he's way out in front, uh, then it's going to be tough. But if we're close, I believe my advantage is I have more second and third ballot uh, support than, than, than he would have, and I have the opportunity to, to overtake him. So we're kind of looking to see, you know, if, if Maxime's above 35%, uh, if he's more than, say, eight or nine points ahead of me, uh, it's, it's going to be difficult, not impossible, but those are kind of the, the numbers we're looking at. So you're still feeling reasonably confident that it could turn your way? Yeah, there's absolutely a path. You know, uh, it's, it's 
these things are very difficult to pull and the way the points are allocated it's very difficult to get a, a very accurate sense so we're kind of going off trends and you know how our calling has gone and how the, how our events have gone but i absolutely do believe that there's a, a path for me and, and there's a scenario in which i win and it's not an unlikely scenario it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a probable scenario. So if at the end of the day, Andrew Scheer is the new leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, what are the first things that you have to do? What will the new leader be required to do in order to make the party and the leader palatable to the Canadian voter? Well, I think we already are. I mean, uh, you, you look at the last fundraising numbers for the last quarter, we, we out-fundraised the Liberals by a huge magnitude. Our party has grown from 80,000 members to almost 270. Uh, on issue by issue, we continue to to be on the right side of, uh, of, of issues with, with Canadians. And I think what has to happen, the first job that I will tackle is bringing the party back together. Um, you know, we're, we're a united party right now, but after every leadership race, you know, you have to kind of reach out to all the candidates and make sure that, that, that we start focusing on, on the next job at hand. And so that the next first few days I'll be spending will be to reaching out to the other candidates, the other teams, and, and you know, congratulate them on a great race and a good job and try to start to put together the team that's going to take us to victory in 2019. Now, I should have said, how do you convince the 800,000 people who mistakenly voted for Trudeau last time? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yes, you know, I, voters sent us a message in the last election. We yeah. have to respect that. Yeah. We have to acknowledge that uh, we, we did some, uh, there are some areas that we can improve in. But I, I believe very firmly, fundamentally, issue by issue, we're on the right side. Uh, of Canadians, we, we, you know, we're we're fighting to lower taxes. We're going to be against the carbon tax. We're going to be uh, for a strong principled foreign policy. These are things that uh, resonate with Canadians. I just don't think we've made that connection. I think that's where the leader comes in. That the leader can make that connection between our rock solid conservative principles and policies, and and bring them to Canadians in a way that may be more palatable or may resonate more than it did in 2015. There's a tremendous emotional uh, involvement that we are all feeling with the terrorism issue now. And uh, there's a tremendous amount of concern about what may be next. And I'm going to be speaking with uh, Dr. Christian Luprecht in the next hour about whether or not we now should be considering urban and suburban terrorism to be a really significantly uh, worrisome um, fact and uh, committed by individuals who fit seamlessly into the community because that's where they live. This is an ever-evolving issue. How would Andrew Scheer deal with the issue of terrorism, and particularly, because we're going to talk about this in the next hour as well, Mr. Trudeau's decision to return Canadian citizenship to the leader of the Toronto 18, whose plan it was to explode a truck bomb in downtown Toronto. And Trudeau said it's his decision, and he'll debate anybody, he'll take on anybody who challenges his decision, to return Canadian citizenship to convicted terrorists. Mm -hmm. Well, first, first, let me say that uh, one of the things I am most concerned about is that uh, terrorist acts like like the tragic events in Manchester uh, become the new normal, and that and that people in in, in Western countries in North America and Europe just kind of shrug their shoulders and say, "Well, I guess this is the price we, we pay." I, I reject that notion. I don't believe that this is the price we have to pay watching innocent civilians massacred as they go about their daily business. Uh, we have to maintain that sense of outrage and condemnation as a society and, and, and as a government. And that's where I'm very worried uh, about Justin Trudeau's ideological bent on some of these things, where he does believe that it's just the price we have to pay for the, the, the radical liberal ideology on, on these things. So, uh, you know, over the next two years, if I am successful being leader, we're going to be crafting a, a, a series of policies, practical policies that maintain 
Canada's commitment to inclusivity and, and human rights, but also have practical tools to fight terrorism, both domestic and foreign. One of the things we need to do is stop the, the money coming in that funds radical Islamic preachers who, who turn the minds of Canadians into doing these kinds of uh, horrible acts. That's, that's something we really have to tackle. The government's not taking that seriously enough. Yeah. So I'll ask you then uh, the next thing I say to you, and I, I know you're pressed for time, but M103, what happens to M103 if you become the Prime Minister of Canada? If it passes, if it becomes um, a motion that is accepted by the Parliament, what does uh, Prime Minister um, uh, Andrew at least do with the, um, with the uh, Andrew Scheer do with the, uh, with the issue of M103? Well, we'll have to see. As you know, uh, it's gone to committee now, and then the committee will report back. And you know, if if, if we get a sense that it's turning the wheels of government into, uh, you know, stifling free speech or clamping down on legitimate criticism of of Islam, then uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, as prime minister, we'll we'll undo anything that that uh, stifles free speech. I've made free speech a huge part of my campaign. It's, it's an issue that I think resonates across the country. It does. It, it's an important thing. We see it at our university campuses. We see resignations at publications because, you know, they, they've dared to have a debate on issues. I, I, I can't stand that. In, in a democratic country, we should be engaged in robust debates on every issue. Yep. So uh, we'll look at that. We'll see what impacts it has on the ability of Canadians to, to exercise their right of free speech, and, and we'll stand up for their rights. Well, uh, Mr. Shearer, I thank you for the time, Andrew. All the very best to you. We'll see what happens as the day evolves. The voting stops at 4 o'clock Eastern time and sometime later this evening. Uh, David Aiken's feeling was it would around maybe be around the 12th ballot. We'll find out who is the next leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. If it's you, I expect to talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Be, I would enjoy that opportunity. Thanks so much for the time today. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Andrew Shearer, running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. Bill is in Toronto, clearly a member of the Conservative Party. Hey, Bill, thank you for the call. Help me out here. Bill, go ahead, please. Yep. Hi. So, yes, Bill. I'm getting in on my... my uh, 100% going to go for uh, Max Bernier because he's from Quebec. That's a best bet to win. Now, hold on, Bill. I'm going to get back to you. Obviously, we've got a bit of a phone issue with your, maybe you're on mobile. Francis is in Edmonton. Francis, go ahead, please. Hey there. Uh, I just want to throw my two cents uh, in there, and I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate feedback on this. But emotionally, I want to vote for the PCs. Emotionally, logically, the part of my brain that says 2 plus 2 is 4 says there's no way in hell I could do this. Um so it doesn't really matter who's going to win this leadership race because I think uh, there's a hypocrisy uh, built in the platform right off the bat. And tell me again, what, what's the hypocrisy? Uh, the hypocrisy is when you look at conservatism, it's, it's basically, and I'm going to say this figuratively, conservatism is charity begins at home. And when I see what the party has been doing for decades... This, there is no charity. The charity is let's send work overseas and let's be okay with that. The environment doesn't matter because, you know, hey, I'm not going to be living near a coal fire plant, so uh, let's dig up coal, even though that's the past. So basically I find that the, group, the party is saying let's bring back Little House on the Prairie and make that the mainstay living standard. They're never looking at the future. And here, let me give you an example that's provincial. I have 20 You're seconds. Looking? I have 20 seconds. They're yours. Sure. Alberta does the Heritage Fund doesn't do anything with it. Norway copies it, and they're rich. And nobody has the brain to figure this out around here because they're too, they stick their heads in the sand. 
Everyone look up Norway and see what they did. We'd all be richer. What has to happen for you to be satisfied with the Conservative Party? In 10 seconds, what has to happen? They have to give a damn about Canada and the people in it, saying environment, jobs, all that stuff is the most important stuff here. That's what they should be focusing on. All right, Francis, thanks for the call. There's uh, from Edmonton, the Alberta capital. There will be some reaction to Francis. You can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and tweet me at the Roy Green Show.